may have different insights into ways to add value. Unless the planning process reflects those differences, it is unlikely to create value. As Charles Peters, Senior Vice President of Development and Technology at Emerson Electric Company, an electronic products company praised widely for its effective planning processes, says, many companies come to Emerson wanting to find out what we are doing and why it works. But often the trip is wasted. Our process works for us because of the type of impact we are trying to have on the businesses and because of our CEO, Chuck Knight how he likes to operate, and his relationship and status with the divisions. Other companies can't duplicate that. When they try, they run the risk of turning their processes into ones that destroy value rather than create it. No single right way. Designing a planning process is more an art than a science. There are many ways to proceed. Yet although good planning processes are individualized, they share common features. All good planning processes are clear about the value they are trying to create. They have well-defined objectives built around the insights and skills of senior corporate managers. They also have mechanisms for winning buy-in from the businesses. Let's look at how three companies demonstrate these features in very different ways. Stretching at Granada. Granada is a British conglomerate that has businesses in television programming and broadcasting, hotels, catering, and appliance rentals. Its planning processes are greatly influenced by CEO Charles Allen. As he explains, at a catering business I previously ran, everyone was happy with a 2% to 4% return on sales. They believed you couldn't get a better return in contract catering. Under Allen's leadership, margins increased in his former business from 3% to 11%. Now, he says, one of my principles is not to benchmark against the industry because you lock yourself into low ambitions. I want businesses to aim to double their profit in three years. Double it, triple it, make some quantum change. I want businesses to make a margin of 10% or better. Although those targets seem to come out of thin air, Allen, in fact, bases his numbers on personal experience. To increase the breadth of those experiences, he spends 20 days a year traveling with salespeople, working with restaurant managers, and watching television programs being made. Planning at Granada is about raising ambitions and helping the businesses get more creative in their search for ways to increase profits. So how does Alan use his insights about his businesses to design a planning process? First, there is the issue of what performance measure to use. Since his objective is to raise ambitions, it is important to use a metric that can be easily understood. A complex metric such as economic value added has the potential to leave managers more confused than committed. So, Allen uses the simplest metric of all, profit. Having selected his objective and performance measure, Allen could have chosen to limit interaction with the businesses to a single target-setting meeting. But he knew that it would take the business unit several months to come up with the breakthrough ideas and emotional commitment needed to meet the profit goals. So, he instituted a continual four-month process that connected planning and budgeting. Thus, Granada's planning process is carefully constructed to get the business unit managers on board. Every year in June, Finance Director Henry Stoughton kicks off the process by discussing the financial projections for each business with the CEO. Allen normally stretches the numbers, and by quite a bit. 
Then Stoughton issues a timetable for the medium-term planning reviews that are held in July, and he leaks Allen's financial objectives to the business units. The stated purpose of these reviews is to discuss action plans and long-term issues with the numbers taking a back seat. But everyone concerned is aware that the underlying purpose is to examine each business to see if it can achieve Allen's ambitious target. The business units tend to perceive Allen's targets as extremely demanding, even unreasonable. That is why he works carefully to maintain morale. The meetings are not inquisitions, but creative debates in which humor is used to maintain a fun atmosphere. Allen keeps the analysis simple. I'm a PVC fetishist, he explains. I focus on price, volume, and cost. To encourage informal discussions, Allen limits attendance to the key unit managers. He usually ends the meetings with a gracious and frequently witty thank you speech to the team.